Welcome to Cultivating Goodness, the podcast where we refuse to settle for who we are by pushing ourselves and lovingly encouraging those around us to become the best we can be so we can better fulfill our God-given purpose. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the reason why Christians should consume secular content. There is a sense of balance with most things pertaining to life and godliness, and this topic is no exception. Scripture calls us to remain unstained from the world, as James 1.27 says, but part of being a well-rounded person who is able to speak to various audiences includes reading sources even when you may not see eye to eye with the author. This has to do with the concept of common grace, as Matthew 5.45 says, God makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Common grace is the concept that has to do with how God is not an ice cube in an ice cube tray. He is an essence that fills the entire tray and beyond, which I say as a way to illustrate that the Holy Spirit is not limited to Christian media or Christian resources or even Christians when it comes to speaking. So we as believers can reap biblical truths, even if it is not the intent of that content's creator. Please, however, disclaimer caveat here, consider the state of your own soul. There is wisdom needed in reading, watching, or listening to something that was not intentionally made to glorify Christ. If your faith is not strong enough to discern between good and evil, please do not submit yourself to something that can lead you astray. So with that said, let me walk through four reasons why Christians should consume secular content. Number one, God is not limited to Christian media. This concept of God being not limited to Christian media is one that I got from my mom. Growing up, my mom would follow every movie that we watched with the same question. How did you see the gospel in the plot we just experienced? No matter what movie it was, when we were done watching it, she would ask us that question. How did you see the gospel in the plot that you just experienced? Just like how our faith should be an ice cube tray rather than an ice cube, the power of God is not contained to one sector of human existence. Jesus is everywhere. We can see him and his truth in praise and worship music just as much as secular content. This is seen most clearly in the allegory of C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia, which a lot of people do not know is actually a Christian allegory written by a Christian. So that's a really good example of how something that larger society just assumes is another story is actually a medium of delivering the gospel. But I also see this truth of how God is not limited to Christian media in the song Whatever It Takes by Imagine Dragons. This song was a huge encouragement to me in a hard season that I walked through because it was reminding me that the pain I was experiencing was God-ordained in order to draw my heart closer to Him. So I took that song as an anthem and owned it and sang it with arms flailing that I will go through whatever it takes to conform my image to that of Christ. Romans 1, 18-23 tells us that the reality of God has been clear since the beginning of time. Everyone has a sense of a higher power. It's just not that everyone knows about or believes in the higher power. This is why there are so many religions. To give a specific example here, I once heard about a jungle tribe that a missionary encountered, and this jungle tribe knew from the expanse of the stars that there is something beyond our flesh and blood of being humans. And so they worshipped, even though they did not know to whom the glory was due. And then when a missionary reached them and told them about the gospel and told them about God, they learned about the 
capital W who that their worship was supposed to be attributed to, and then therefore redirected their praise to their creator, capital C. So although Christian resources can clearly explicitly lay out scriptural truths, can walk through, you know, Romans Road or a gospel presentation, as the best movies, books, or forms of content will tell you, it is more powerful to show than it is to tell. And this can be largely seen a lot of times in resources that are not Christian-based, that are not made with the intent of glorifying God, which is great because God is not limited to Christian resources. The Holy Spirit can speak through any means to poke and prod one toward Christ. So number one, a reason why Christians should consume secular content is because God is not limited to Christian media. Number two, Christians should consume secular content to come alongside non-believers. Although we are called to not be of the world, we are called to be in it. And being familiar with secular content can allow us to speak to non-believers where they are. By being familiar with non-Christian media, we can step into the world of unbelievers rather than trying to force them to join ours. This is why several of my blog posts quote Marvel movies or reference country music or some secular scholar right alongside scripture because there's a chance that an unbeliever could be listening to this podcast or reading my blog and they might not be coming from an experience of growing up in the church, but they have seen Marvel movies or they're familiar with this secular scholar or they've heard this song or are familiar with this country artist and they can resonate with that and therefore can get what I'm saying if they come from a background different than mine. So secular content, being familiar with secular content, allows us to share the gospel with someone whose language, figurative language, we do not speak. Or to phrase it the way that one of my college professors once did, to not meet the opposition on their ground would be like throwing our shields down and leaving the vulnerable unprotected. In the show notes, I've linked a sermon from my church as an example where secular references were used because he was delivering a message on the pulpit at church and was talking about Marvel and Harry Potter. So if you want to see a specific way of how that's carried out, of how secular resources are used to back up and support a Christian message, check out that sermon. And then there's also the point that people don't care about what you have to say until they know how much you care. You can more effectively communicate with someone if you know where they are coming from and can relate to them in some degree. This is part of the reason why God allows trials in our lives. Certain trials will allow us to reach people we otherwise would not have been able to relate to and therefore not have been able to help. So number two, to come alongside unbelievers. Number three, to improve our arguments. One may think that non-believers should not be quoted to help support a believer's point, which is a perspective I understand, but a key to having a well-defended argument, the key to having a well-defended point, is to pull support from multiple perspectives. To have a well-rounded stance, you need to understand multiple sides, not just your own, but also the opposing side. This is why some of the best leaders are often well-read, because they're learning A wise man knows that there is something to be learned from everyone. And so taking in and consuming secular content, not in a way that you are submitting yourself to believing the message of the secular content, but learning about it so you have an awareness and an understanding so that you can, in some shape or fashion, find a door to turn it 
into a gospel presentation or a means to reach unbelievers. If you want to learn more about this, I'll link three related articles in the show notes. The first one, how to be a well-rounded person. The second, how to prepare for persecution. And then the third, how to be happy. Reading those will give you more insight and perspective into what I'm talking about here on why you should consume secular content to improve your arguments. So that's number three. Number four, finally, and this goes along with the how to prepare for persecution article, Christians should consume secular content. Perchance, Christian content is erased, is burned, is whatever it is gotten rid of, which is why I find the fact that the Holy Spirit can speak to me through secular content encouraging. Because perchance, there ever comes a day when, heaven forbid, Christian content is blocked or removed from the internet, the Holy Spirit will still be able to speak to us. If there comes a day when we cannot access edifying media that was created with the intent of glorifying God and edifying his children, we can still be reminded of God's truth through secular content as the Spirit inspires. Here are a few songs, for example. I already mentioned Whatever It Takes by Imagine Dragons to elaborate a little bit. My Christian twist on Whatever It Takes is the reality that true believers will experience suffering and persecution as a means by God to mold them into his image and equip them, us believers, to better glorify him. Glorifying God is our goal and purpose in life. So whatever it takes is an empowering reminder for me, for us, that we will do whatever it takes, go through whatever it takes to become more like Christ and spread his fame throughout the nations. Another song would be Beautiful People by Ed Sheeran. Another mark of a true believer is that we are not in line with the culture. Christians will not be cool in the world's eyes. We are exiles, aliens to this planet, here for a little while before we go home. We're not like those around us. We will not be accepted like public figures who have the world at their feet. And that's okay. We are not beautiful as the world defines beauty, because to us, the only opinion that matters is Christ, and all he wants is a heart that loves him and therefore obeys his commandments. So for now, while we are free to proclaim truth, I encourage you to saturate yourself with God's word. Memorize verses. Be well acquainted with how they apply to your life. Write God's word on your heart so it naturally comes to mind when trials come in the day to day, when you walk through seasons, or when you experience persecution. While he who is in the world can remove tangible objects, that which is seared in our memory is safe. Thank you.